welcome. Today's episode 40, we'll be talking about Collision today, a major event that happened uh, in my backyard this weekend. <laughs> Finally, for Hometown once. power up. Oh, so uh, the power up. Yeah. Um, where do you guys want to start? Has was there. Has commented in top eight. How was that? Uh, it was boring. I wish the matches were a little more interesting, or like Sorry. I wish there were a couple more top players that had showed up. Uh, but, you know, Honestly, just, yeah. Like the top three wasn't very stacked. You know, uh, <laughs> I was kind of bored uh, with them, dude. It was one of the best top eights we've had so far. It's so yeah. it was true, true. saying this. Um, looking at the bracket, I was like, this is almost a perfect top eight, and even even if you wanted to switch someone out, I don't even know who it is. Um. But, like, I, I always want to see Gluto in a top eight is always just how I feel. I, I think he's, yeah. Just, yeah. he's amazing to watch, the EU rep, all that good stuff. And Mars, obviously, personally, for me, I always want to see him in there. But we had Light, too, who was just – he's just the best. Him versus Chag was such a good set. I was thinking yeah. of every set I commentated. So many of them were uh, game five. So many yeah. of them were just incredible. Riddles versus Cola, like, these are just some of my favorite players of all time. And Riddles beating him, too, which is – it's been a while since he has. And he went Kazuya, which is so sick. Yeah, After he swapped the FGC characters, he did so well with them. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, it was one of my favorite tournaments of all time, to be honest with you. Which is, which is, I've been to a lot of tournaments. That so a like, lot, was, yeah. It was, it was really, it was a special one for sure. It really was. I think you good, Marcus. I think one of the right. craziest ways to start out was, I think that's a good thing topic to start with was Cola versus Riddles to start off top eight. It's going to die to the move, ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, that's you, dude, in the crowd. What? What was that? What a way to start Didn't top eight. Like, how do you, like, one-up that? As Like, me in the crowd watching that, I was like, don't expect my matches to be as exciting as whatever that was. Like, uh, the bar was set way too high. Oh, man. They were all good. Oh, they were all I pointed this out on commentary, but the crazy thing that Cola, Cola got so mad game two, by the way, you watched the player cam, he punched that table. It was looking like uh, it was looking like Mortal Kombat, like test your might. You know what I mean? The way he like, brought it down, he was like charging up and karate chopped it. And then he and then literally he almost, almost won, like reverse yeah. 3-0 after that, right? Like, Dude, the thing he was doing was spot dodging all of Kazuya's shit. Spot dodging grab and electric, which both just lead to killing you. That's he was so just spot bold. dodging them. Like, dude, you are insane. Oh, you are I know. actually cracked for that. Like, that yeah. is the most cold. How do I deal with this option? It's like, most times, like, I would be like, just don't interact with that yes. character if you can. He's like, fuck that. I'm interacting. Fuck that. I'm spot dodging. I don't care. I'm cold. Like, that yeah. is so, what a sick way to deal with that matchup. And it was just crazy. It was insane. It was truly insane. Yeah. Great set. Yeah, what I a do, way to I start wanna... top eight. I do want to point out that I think spot dodging in general is being used in different ways now. Um, it's like so crazy to me because I'm, I'm trying this out in friendlies and I'm actually seeing players do it as well. But spot dodge was specifically used in the beginning of the meta like, oh, I'm lagging, psych, I'm spot dodging, psych, you can't get dash grab because everyone thinks they can unshield, drop shield, dash grab. I punish, you get fucked, right? Like that, that was like you know, early spot dodge uses. But now I feel like we're seeing spot dodge being used more like you can almost use it as a parry. And I know Max yeah. talked a lot about this and I tried it out even in some of my friendlies where it's like, where I feel like someone's going to do a falling aerial instead of parry, which is pretty risky. Um, parry is still really good, obviously and you need to do it, but you can spot dodge the falling aerial. And then with, because of attack cancel, if you have a really good move that you can just like, don't have to dash into or whatever, you can just attack cancel into it. Like, I, um, you could like spot dodge cancel with Fox. Like they do a falling area until your spot dodge is up smash them. 
and like whiff get a clean whiff punish it's almost like a parry out smash right so um i know like for for cola he was using it more to cover both electric and uh grab so it's not exactly one-to-one with what i'm saying but i'm i'm glad that we are experimenting more with spot dodge and like abusing it in other ways other than just like oh i think you're gonna grab me spot dodge and then i get a fat punish i think i think spot dodge cancel can be used way like way more effectively outside of just like dodging grabs and stuff like that and I don't know, it's like collision we're just seeing a lot of like meta defining stuff and it's really sick to see. Yeah. It's funny because spot dodging kinda it's like we're coming full circle. Cause like spot dodging kinda fell fell out of the meta because everybody was like looking for it, right? Like you somebody would hit your shield and you would just sit there and wait, like, oh, they're probably gonna spot dodge just like you attack. And then instead of like spot dodging grabs, everybody was just like, bro, four hops broken. So like they're like, Oh, they're probably gonna dash grab and it's like why don't I just jump over it just in case? But then people started, you know, going for the jump read. So now people are like, uh, back to spot dodging grabs. <laughs> like, so it's cool to always see like how metas develop and like how options you forget about, like come back into play. Cause you're like, wait, I used to do this. Why did I stop doing it? Oh, because the meta pushed that option out. But now like meta meta wise, when people are playing, they're not thinking about that option anymore. So just, you get to sneak it back in every now and then. So that's really cool. Yeah. I look, dude, I looked at the bracket for collision, like, and I was like, bro, every set is going to be a banger. Like there was not a single set where I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to go get some food during this. Like, I think it's time for a snack break. Oh, the snack break. break. Yeah. yeah the snack there's break. always yeah. a couple of snack breaks. It's <laughs> not, not this bracket. You're so yeah. right. That's yeah. It's funny, it's like the rare case of like being in person at the tournament. Uh it was a different experience than being at home. Cause I mean, if you're at the tournament, you're not gonna like take a snack break like pretty much ever, like if you're at top eight or whatever. But when you're at home, it's always good to map out your snack breaks for sure. Map yeah. all like it's uh, the, wherever your breaks are. But at the tournament you're you're locked in. But yeah, dude, that's a good point. Like there were there were no low points at all. And the crazy thing about the scheduling for this tournament too, um, top one twenty eight was all on day two. Was all on Sunday, so honestly, yes. day one was like snack break the day, like nothing yes. really big happening except for Goblin losing in pools. Um, to the DDD, you you know his name, Gavin. I forgot it. Wait, what? D- yeah, D-D-D. you missed that. Wait, Goblin. Did you miss that? Yeah, yeah Goblin, Goblin lost round two to Weezer, who plays Weezer. DDD. Yeah, uh, on day oh, one, true? that was the craziest yeah. thing that happened. And shout out to Goblin who. Ended up getting like ninth after losing round two, I think. Wait, what? I think yeah. it was sixteenth, I think, because Guto uh, missed top eight by one. Yeah, Cola beat him in losers three one, which you know whatever. But yeah, he he had a great losers run the 13th. next day, which is really impressive. Yeah, thirteenth. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Yep, bro, that's a run. That's great. Yeah. He killed it, honestly, which is great. Yeah. This tournament was so wild because, like, really the only thing that was missing, missing was, like, you know, Japan talent. I think that's, like, the one thing Summit had over this tournament. Cosmos was at this tournament. I think Cosmos being at Summit would have really shaken things up. But yeah, not too sure what happened with Cosmos. Obviously didn't perform up to standard. But shout-out to Shattuck being able to, being able to beat him with uh, Corrin. Uh, you well, know what well, I mean? Well. Yeah. So, I mean, we've we've definitely been talking about. We, we've Korin. talked about Corin being a great character, so shouts to us. That was that was all us, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> true. That was our that was our W. The heck, we put us then Shattuck's dad, then Shattuck in order of yeah, uh, yeah. You know, that accomplishment. Shouts <laughs> to Shattuck's dad, man. <laughs> Rules. That so shit got we, so great. Man. 
That shit got me emotional in the crowd. He yells, that's my son after game two. I was like, oh shit. Also, it was game two and he called that a little early and he started getting reverse three out. I was like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's still his son, but it doesn't matter. Anymore. Is that your son up there? Yeah, he called it. He called that <laughs> like, yeah, shit. Yeah, it's so, it's so much. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He reverse three stocked him game five too, right? That part that I didn't know crazy. until like yesterday. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh. What the hell, man? Poetry. It's poetry, man. It's okay, beautiful. so funny story about the Cosmos Shattuck set was so there was two streams directly next to each other on day two. Uh, so Shattuck and Cosmos were playing on the left side and during game five, I had to play my second top 128 set on the other side. And game five is like finishing and like it, like every, the whole venue is shaking, everyone's screaming and I'm playing game one of my match and I legit couldn't function. Uh, because of how loud that set was. And after game one, I literally turned to Soar, a uh, PT player from Canada. And I was like, thank God they're done. Like, we can actually, like, play now. Like, <laughs> and and Soar was like, yeah, like, that was super hard to play. Like, we're fighting our own demons over here. <laughs> Soar had a, a good win, too. Beat Aaron, actually. I think it was game five, right? The round before we played, yeah. 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 No. Yeah. You had to play his sister. You had to play Kels first. His sister yeah. and then him, like yeah. back to back. Like, yeah. So, very, very funny. funny. I talked about very that funny, with y'all yeah. that weekend. Uh, I Kels was my first match of uh, top one twenty eight off stream. Um, and speaking of top one one twenty eight being on day two, all best of five. Honestly, that's the coolest thing of the whole weekend. Just that idea. That is the coolest thing. Like, it reminds me of what Tagaribi does. Yes. Uh, and I would love to see that more often, especially with just how Ultimate feels like it functions uh, lately. I feel like having best of five for, like, a full day, like, that was really incredible. Uh, Hold uh, on. I'd like to hear what y'all think about that. Before we do that, there's some confusion in the chat. Soar is... Sora and Kells are related, not Aaron yeah. and Kells. We, we somehow that got mixed up the way we said it. So maybe my bad. I said something messed no, up. No, I think it was me. No, it was you. Hold that. So Sora is Dave from Smash Four, right? The Meta Knight player. Yeah. Sora yeah. okay, plays. Okay, so Pokemon Trainer and Sephiroth. Kells plays Sonic. And, and I just like... played them back to back, so it was just funny because I'm playing like a whole family. He's also like a Valorant pro. Like, say, he, yeah. Like, he looks really good at Valorant. Actually, yeah, he crazy. Rules. Shout outs to Soar. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. yeah. Um, for best of five, I, I'm a big fan of it. I think for uh, even for like the up and coming players, I think it's good for the top players, obviously, because, uh, you know, just we get more consistency. That's like the main thing we get when we get yeah. best of five, right? Um, you just get more games in, and whoever's just it gives more chances to the player that's playing better that day, in a sense. And I also think it's really good for the up and coming players to get more games in in that environment, because when you get to the like the top level, right, that's the environment you're gonna have to play, and you're gonna have to play in best of five environment rather than a best of three environment. So I feel like it's very good for the players that are like 
bottom of top level or like top of high level and they're kind of like breaking through in that area to kind of get that experience. I think that's really important for those players as well. So I, I think it's just better in all fronts. The only L you have to like calculate is it takes more time for the for the TO to run the bracket. But I think if planned accordingly, and you know, shouts to RJ, RJ ran that's an amazing TO in Tri-State area, ran a bunch of amazing tournaments. So shouts to RJ running shouts this to RJ, tournament. Of course. Like, yeah, running this tournament like he usually does uh, very well. And being able to pull that off, you know, top one tw- um, 128, best of five. Usually we see best of five in like top 64, top 64, top 32 area. Yeah, like but to see it in top Much farther into the like, bracket. Like top 128 is a big leap to have all best of five. And honestly, it's going to suck experiencing anything different because that was yep. so nice. Like... Yeah, because I don't know. I don't know the next time we're gonna see something like that, at least in North America, right? Uh, so yeah, you know, I'm I'm already sad thinking about the next tournaments that aren't gonna have that, but you know, maybe it'll set an example. You know, the only thing I'd say that was uh, missed out, and I also really liked it. I do wish like you played one round later on the first day. Um, was the only thing. I I just wish there was more. Like the first day again, like the only real notable. Uh, I think upset was Goblin. So like it felt like day one was kind of just like business as usual, and then day two like was kind of the I main. Think they event, focused you know on doubles, I mean? which is you yeah. Know. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, all right, that's fine. Yeah. And then um, the only other thing is that there were so many fucking good sets that were played in top one twenty eight that just weren't streamed because there were too many because there was just too much going on. So the only thing I wish there was more of was either recording setups like with no commentary or just more stream setups which is also obviously asking a lot and that's kind of that's nitpicky you know what i mean like i'm not you know this is it is a really really great way to run a tournament the sooner you get the best of five the better obviously i mean how many game fives did we see top eight top 64 all throughout yeah. like top 128 too we saw a ton of uh, game fives reverse three uh, o's and stuff Shattuck's set wouldn't have been as legendary as it was. I mean, he would have won 2-0, which is sick, but then it's like, all right. Then you always get the question of what if it was best of five, though, you yeah. know, like whatever. Right. So, yeah. So, it, overall, yes, it is. it was really good, but just a couple a little bit, bits of feedback. That, that's about it. Bro, I'm looking at these brackets for Kagaribis, like, and the, the entire tournament for those are best of five. Like, as soon as it starts, it's just best of five, and they're like yeah. over a thousand entrant tournaments. So I'm pretty sure like we can, can do it. We can do it. We can do it. It's it's definitely a doable thing. I I don't know how people would feel about the entire bracket being best of five. I personally wouldn't mind it. I probably prefer it actually. Um, best like in a perfect world, I, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think it's doable. It just like scheduling will have to be a little bit different because one thing that um, North America we like to do is we like to run a lot of side events and. That kind of takes away from the time that, you know, we we have for singles, which is, like, the main event or whatever. So, I don't know if we're going to ever get to the point where, like, you know, we're not running squash strike doubles and singles all at one event. Because I feel like most events do something of that sort. And I think that's maybe why, like, the Kagaribis. I don't know if they have any other event. I doubt it. Yeah, when I look at the brackets, it looks like it's only singles. So, maybe that's why they have the time. But, and there, there's still, like, two or three-day events, so. The other thing I'd say, too, from being there in person is it was really tough to find a friendlies set up. And I don't know if that has to do with the bracket format or not. Makes sense. Like, if you play most a lot of matches on, and they're best of five, uh, a lot of matches uh, on that second day, there's probably going to be less uh, room for friendlies anyway. But that's just, like, again, like, that's kind of a small thing, like, that you would only notice if you were there. And a lot of people did get to play friendlies. I just kind of, who knows? I just had a tough time finding a setup, so... 
it is what it is. But, you know, every which way you run a tournament is going to have positives and negatives. And this is probably the best way to do it overall. Like, like getting that best of five in top 125 is great. Or top 128 is great. Also, someone overall. mentioned, um, like, if all of the sets are best of five, that the tournament would be really tiring. Um, they would just spread out the amount of sets that you play per day. You wouldn't be running. From, yeah, yeah, it's like it's like any know. other tournament. There's specific yeah. time slots for like you know top one twenty eight, top sixty four, top thirty three, yeah. top sixteen, top eight, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, tournaments are always a marathon, regardless. But yeah, I mean that is a point. Like, yeah, sure. It, it, but like. To be fair, if you're really good, the earlier matches like don't take as much energy. Like, yeah. and I mean, this is no shade to, you know, players that don't get out of pools or whatever. But when Tweak plays someone, you know, his round one or round two, if it's not a bad matchup, he's not using that much mental energy because you're not pushing him it's that pur- hard. It's like, purposeful, you- yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. It's but a, then it's a strategy I specifically specifically use. Maybe not all top players do it, but. Right. Yeah. Most most I've spoken to definitely yeah. do it. Well, you have to, right? And like that—that's going to happen subconsciously, whether you want it to or not. Like mm-hmm. if if you throw out layer one and like it just through you three stock your opponent throwing out your layer one, like of yeah. course you're going to keep doing layer one. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you? And you're just going to three stock them again. Like yeah. You know you know what that reminds me of is uh, Leo against Quid was that way because game one was so close and Quid stole it from him and then after that. It was the Leo show, like a hundred. I don't know what layer number we were on, but it was not good for for Quid the kid, man. That was a tough one to watch because I really like Quid. I think he's a great player, obviously, Bro. but man, Leo, actually, Leo, Leo stepped it up, man. That was that shit was crazy. I feel like top eight's the main topic today for Collision, right? Like that's what a lot of people want to hear about, especially yeah. Spargo. Over the last like month, has been really dominant over Smash Ultimate. But I actually did want to talk about Quid uh, specifically Bro. because I just really enjoy watching Quid play uh, as someone who used to play Pokemon Trainer in tournaments. Um, I'm really fucking impressed with Quid as a player. I the genuinely think game. that's one of the strongest players right now, period. Um, one, let's make big moves, right? Like, no, didn't drop a set, right? Yeah, I dropped one to Cola. I think Cola reset. The Cola reset. Okay. Okay. One. Let's make big moves. Next major collision that Quid attends, right? Top eight winners. Like, what the heck is going on? At one of the most stacked tournaments, the only players that are not there are like the top Japan talent, right? Yeah. So like, but other than that, like we we had Gluto. Yeah. Like, what is going on? Top NA dogs, like it was crazy to see that, and like even taking game one off of Leo, not a lot of people yes! even say they take a game off Leo in brackets. So, in terms of like how fast he's improving, it's very impressive. That's and... the strongest PT player in the world, in my opinion. Yeah, that, I, I, I think that, that, that might even be like, Atelier, but yeah, yeah it's, a it, lot it's of people might say Atelier, have... yeah, Atelier uh, yeah, yeah. which is also like a really great player. And it would be nice to see Atelier play in the U.S. or out of region, right? But right. I basically, I just want to say that I'm really impressed with Quid. Like, what? Yeah. The and honestly, in terms of just results, it might even be Quid. Statistic- right now, if statistically, you just anyway. Look at results, yes. In terms of like you know some sort of PGR or like ranking system, Quid would probably be ranked higher regardless of opinion. But 
yeah very very impressive uh i I think talking about you know things outside of like you know you know the top three or like you know we'll we'll get we'll definitely get into spargo yeah yeah shattuck versus cosmos is crazy quid was really impressive uh one thing about cosmos and losers uh jackal got 13th which is really impressive uh Jackal reverse 3-0 Jake in loser's bracket. Uh, Jackal beat DM in Wolf versus Pikachu. Uh, How was that matchup, Gavin? I didn't hear you in the crowd. Terrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and lost game five to Light. Uh, and Light was very, very happy about that because Jackal usually beats Light every single time. Um and then Jackal also lost a close game five to Tilde. So shout outs to to Jude. Uh really solid bracket run from from Jackal. Also from Wolf Extraordinaire. One thing that y'all may not know <clears throat> as viewers or listeners is it is extremely difficult for someone to impress Gavin with a character that he has ever played. That's why why I specifically wanted to mention Quid. Because I'm not saying this after Let's Make Big Moves specifically. Uh, obviously, I'm impressed with anyone winning any tournament of any caliber, right? And especially, I was like, damn, that's cool that Quid won Let's Make Big Moves with PT. But I was only truly impressed after Collision, in my opinion. I just... As soon as I saw that fucking Ivysaur down smash kill, I was like, all right. <laughs> this kid is actually nuts. Like I'm actually just gonna straight up give it up because once ooh, you start, once ooh, you start okay. doing doing things that I never even planned on thinking or doing, then uh, you're yeah. goaded. That down air he had on Zomba Man, that oh, was yeah. so. Well, I knew was that was so, gonna happen, but it was still fun. So sick, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that was sick. That was disgusting. Um, the other one talking about good wolves at that tournament, Stock Taker sixty nine. Oh yeah, we, we have to talk about that. We gotta give it up. We gotta do it. What, what a winner's bracket run! What? Took got, out uh, he, elegant he and chag. Yeah, elegant and chag. <laughs> like what the hell? Well, should have been at wrong, summit, wrong, right? wrong been order. At wrong order. Chag and then elegant. I think. But. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then chag got the run back. Right. And losers. He did. Yeah. 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 But still, very, very nice wins to put on your PGR resume. I don't even know if we mentioned this, but this is the first. I keep forgetting that. That is a really cool part about Collision for sure. Yes. This shit, like, obviously every tournament matters, but this shit mattered. Like, with a fucking (laughs) capital M, all caps. Like, this shit mattered. Like,. So, I mean, Stocktaker getting these Ws are huge. You know what I mean? And yeah. obviously, you want to place as high as possible and stuff. But especially when PGR season's online, it's it's also like what kind of – like your placing's big, but what wins did you pick up on the way, right? Yeah. It's a very, very big deal. Getting a win on Chad, getting a win on Elegant, phenomenal way to start the things off for Stocktaker69. So, shout out to him, man. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, shout out to like, Wolf. Shout out to Wolf. Donald isn't that his last name? Mr. Consistency, yeah. the consistent Spacey, but maybe too consistent. I yeah, don't know. Wolf I, sucks. We, we'll we'll talk. We can we can talk about Wolf later. Uh, we'll talk about the players now. But yeah, <laughs> Wolf, Wolf has definitely been slowly going down on my list just because he might be too consistent. Because he sucks. I feel, like, 
I feel like uh, this podcast is just always just, when do we start talking about Wolf? Like, it happens all the time. It's like, when do we just start talking about Wolf O'Donnell? Like, when is this No, it's definitely Fox, Fox, Joker. This is the Joker and Fox podcast. Like, especially Joker hate. You know how many hours we've probably spent complaining about Joker? Holy moly. Speaking of... Never mind. You know what? Don't even bring it up. I, I don't want to drift off the topic. I played Boyd's Joker and Friendlies, and I was fucking. I was about to like rage. I wanted to like just throw my chair. I got fucking arson back here, and I was like, I don't know how much I can take of this anymore. Like, but that's off topic. But um, there's a there's tournament footage of me raging at Joker when he low profiled my up tilt with Ken. He low profiled it with his dash. Yeah. Not even a move. This just a dash. Just doing what in the camera? First time I'd seen it, so I was like, "Wow, I was raging," but it's all good. I would too. Oh, yeah, by the way, has the the reason why you couldn't find any friendlies at Collision is no one wants to play, <laughs> no one wants to play with me. Like, so right, I around, around, like, like, hey, to play friendlies, and they're like, "Oh, it's it's the guy that plays fighting." Yeah, games. has oh, been coming up to yeah. me and asking for friendlies in a picture, and I like kept ignoring him. Yeah. I did ask you for a picture one time. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't give it to me. I don't know what what did I do? What the heck? <laughs> There's there's sometimes if you if you play certain characters that's just an L you have to hold like what's up to like about my squad dude <laughs> you know what the best thing I I, I know we're so <laughs> off topic but the best shit I've ever heard at like a tournament where someone's like asking for a money match and the best thing is when someone asks them like returns the question who do you main though yeah hey, you want a yeah. money match and then someone's like well who do you play Rob no I'm good man like yeah, see <laughs> it's like it's like certain characters are like no I, I only money match in matchups that I know I like. <laughs> The thing is, if I applied that philosophy, I would never say yes to, like, anyone. You're about to say, you would not play. I would just be like, what character do you play? There's, like, at least 30 or 40 where I'd be like, nah. Nah, I'm good. (laughs) Like, so I might as well just say yes or no without asking, because I'm never going to (laughs) play the fucking game at this rate. (laughs) Trust your credit, too. One of my favorite things to do on Twitter is to complain about people who won and done on Elite Smash. And Lade goes, dude, to be fair, look at your lineup. Like, of course they want to done you. Like, you think they're going to stick around and play you again? I was like, I'll give it up. Yeah. Well, they're never going to learn then. That's what I have to say. Fair enough. So you handle your problems in life. You just leave. See ya. All right. Get out of here, then. I don't want to play you. No integrity. So the Gavin, elephant I, in the room. Oh, what's up? I, I was just going to say, maybe we should, like, you should go over your runs personally. Do you think Do then... you think we should go over my run and then... Talk about how Spargo is an alien from a different planet. That I think, yeah, like I think we go through your run. We can talk about um, like Riddle's had a crazy yeah. run. Yeah, uh, okay. just I think it, I think talking about your run to start things off. I I honestly think you conquered a lot of like trials and tribulations for yourself. Uh, just for everyone, I mean, the I think the only thing that you could have added onto the list is like you winning the entire thing and then like you taking a set off Goblin. Like you've never taken a set off Riddles, and like even though. A lot of your characters are like pretty good for uh, against fighting game characters. I think that's like a personal struggle you have in a sense where you play a very like you don't take a lot of risks, so you o- you have to play almost perfect. And like you know the sets that you have lost versus riddles, it's like you almost get it, and then he like kills you at eighty or whatever with some kind of confirm. Like you you almost get to win the way you want to win. But this time, you're able to take your first set off of Riddles. You got the run back on Light, right? Um, you got the run back on Leo. Uh, you you weren't able to get it over Spargo. But I think, like, even from you, like, from start to finish, you, you were able to conquer a lot of things you've been struggling as of recently. So I think that was, like, the sickest part about watching it. And you did it with Solo Diddy. So yeah. I think that's, like, the most special part. Right? I, uh, so y'all want me to just go through my tournament run? Yeah, just the the, the rundown. And then from we pools. can talk about like individuals from top eight, maybe. 
Um, I think that's what the people want. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a lot to talk about with my run. I don't mind. So going into collision, I didn't plan on playing any character, but Diddy. I've done a couple tournaments over the past few months with this mindset because I hate not being able to play Diddy. So like I'm down to just play bad matchups at this point. So I played pools on Saturday. My first match is against Bowser, and I was like, yeah. No Steve, no, uh, you yeah. dodged the Steves, you dodged the fucking, all the weird ass <laughs> yeah, yeah, I then. I was playing against Bowser, and I was just hitting Bowser and doing a million damage and spiking Bowser and two-framing Bowser. I was like, this is Smash Brothers, this is fair. <laughs> and then my second match was against Kazuya, and I was like, yes. Like, and just, you know, Kazuya doesn't get to play the game against Diddy a lot of the time. Uh... Then my third match to finish off the day was against Rob. Uh, so I had a perfect Diddy Kong pool. Uh, Rob is my personal favorite matchup. Uh, for those who don't know, Rob is my favorite character to fight in Smash Ultimate. <coughs> and that was incredible. And then day two, my first matchup was Super Go Kells. I play against Sonic a lot, but it's still a character I really struggle against. I've lost to Sonic a handful of times. I've had close matches with Sonic. Uh, and I think, I personally think Sonic is, like, one of the strongest characters in the game. Uh, personally, I think he's, like, an S-plus, best-in-the-game type of character, uh, in, on paper. And I applied a lot of new strategies, whether it was Diddy, Diddy General stuff or Diddy vs. Sonic stuff, and it worked out really well. I won 3-0 vs. Supergirl Kills. Uh, we even sat down and chatted a bit about the matchup and, like, you know, what I was doing and what she could have done. Uh, so I, I actually really enjoyed that match, even though they, you know, were six, seven minute games. You know, that's to be expected. You know, Diddy games take long, Sonic games take long, put them together, they're going to take long. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed that set a lot. And then I was supposed to play Aaron in terms of projection, but Soar beat Aaron game five. Aaron used both Diddy and Rob, I think. I didn't really see any specific stuff going on i'm assuming he did yeah you're right i'm assuming soar went pt the whole time so i ended up playing soar on stream uh once again despite planning on going all diddy i had no reason to switch off of him either because diddy versus pt i think is a really really good matchup for diddy uh i won 3-0 soar ended up going sephiroth which is an even better matchup for diddy just like you know switching up the matchup but Really hard matchup for Sephiroth too. So I'm like well into best of five territory now. I think uh, I'm in like winner's quarters at this point, right? Uh, and then I play Gluto again. Uh, Diddy versus... Wait. You skipped you versus Big Boss. Oh, thank you. And then I get to play against Rob again. My favorite matchup. Another so Rob. This bracket is way too good for me. Especially if you consider the fact that um Aaron has beaten me in the Diddy Kong Ditto. Uh so I kind of dodged that. I personally really wanted to try it again, but that was uh you know clutch in terms of like a smooth bracket run in terms of matchups. Like, you know, the Diddy Ditto is obviously a little weird like anything like any Ditto. Uh but yeah, I played against Big Boss. We've played before. I dropped my first game of the tournament to Big Boss, uh, 
it was I was up 2-0, Big Boss took took a game and then I took the next game. But that set still went really well. My conversions were on point. I was doing crazy combos and I just really love that matchup. So that was for winners quarters. And then I played Gluto again. Uh and honestly, I think I got really lucky quite a few times. Uh, I think Gluto played it uh, slightly better this time. Uh, I think the first set, I genuinely just like won. But this time, I feel like it could have gone either way despite it being 3-0. I think game one was super last hit. Game two was super last hit. Game three, I basically lost. I think game two, I basically lost too, but he barely whiffed a waft. Uh, so... Not much to say. I don't feel incredible about that set. Uh, it's cool to keep it together and win games, I guess, even if I did get a little lucky. So I don't feel terrible about it, but I, I'm definitely worried about next time, if that makes sense. Like, uh, I definitely have to be ready. Like, if you look at the, the set counts, like 3-0, 3-0, whatever, like, that sounds like I have nothing to be worried about, but I definitely think it's getting scarier and scarier. So we'll see what happens next time. And that was for top eight. And then I played against Spargo. So this set really fucking pissed me off. <laughs> uh, for one reason. Just one small reason. Last time Spargo and I played is at poor priority. And I lost game five really close. And game one, I fucking SD'd. And I think it lost me the match. Same exact set as poor priority. I SD game one and I just couldn't get it out of my head. I was really, really disappointed that I SD'd again. Um yeah. but um despite the set being similar in terms of I lost three two and I SD game one, I still feel like Spargo definitely had the edge regardless. Uh at least game five. I'm pretty sure game five was uh solidly in his favor. Unlike poor priority, where it was like super last hit, right? Um, so yeah, I was really pissed, and uh, I had to play light in my first losers match of top eight. Uh, and you and, wanted this, right? Uh, yeah. For some context, going into collision, there's only one person I wanted to beat, and it was light. Um, in terms of really wanted to beat, like I specifically want to play you. I'm the type of guy that usually. I don't care who I play, even if you think I want to play MK Leo or Spargo, like you're not wrong, but I'm not like going to the event for that. Like I just want to win and beat everyone. But I did specifically want to beat Light with Diddy. Because I think that matchup is really, really, really bad for Diddy. And I had a bad taste in my mouth after Summit. Uh I lost with Diddy game one. Light really bodies me in friendlies when we play a lot of the time. Like, he beats my Sephiroth, beats my Wolf, beats my Diddy. And I just, I hate Fox. I hate fighting Light. Uh, I SD'd game five against Light, and then he fucking shield poked me. And I was just so mad uh, after Summit. And then part of me is like, man, maybe I could have stuck it out with Diddy. I only did it for one game. Like, maybe I could have tried it and learned some more. Did a lot of studying. Tried to do a lot of stuff specifically for light and i beat light and that was cool because loki after losing to spargo the way i did i was like damn it this is the worst person to play against right now despite me wanting to play him bad matchup you know if light gets any momentum like 
he's just gonna delete you from the bracket. <laughs> so I was I was worried that I was gonna bow out at fifth, like without even getting a chance to like breathe. Like kind of just like all of a sudden you're in winner's top eight and everything's going perfectly and then you're just out. I was scared that was gonna happen to me. But I I beat Light and everyone disagrees with me when I say this, but I do not think Light played well that set. I think he played much better at Summit. Um so I'm not I think to say that he played better at Summit is fair. Yeah. But I, I, I don't think he played like trash. As much as I wanted yeah. to beat Light with Diddy, and I'm happy I did it. It didn't feel too right. I don't know if it's because of all the early kills I got or something. Like, I want to see if I can do it again, basically, um, in a more honest way. <laughs> like, I want to see if it like can like happen cleaner. But I did. Right. Where you I don't nail every single edge. Like game yeah. one and two, you nailed like every single yeah, edge yeah. guard. Yeah. When, when that happens versus Fox, like it gets it gets pretty brutal. And it it also like as a Fox player, when when someone like nails every single edge guard, you. Sometimes it'll force you to start recovering bad because, like, you start you're doing the standard recoveries and they're getting covered, right? So then you start doing some weird, desperate firefoxes, which I will say I think Light had some pretty questionable firefoxes. Yeah, it just it felt it just the set didn't feel too great. Uh, like towards the end, but yeah, like it feels yeah. good to land more edge guards than I landed at summit or whatever. But you ain't it's because you ain't he ain't get a chance to play, so you couldn't even tell how. Yeah, it's like playing. it's like did I really? figure yeah. it out kind of thing like and obviously in yep. smash there's never really figuring something out right like it's always going to be different every single match but yeah I'm, i mean i'm still happy about that like i said this was the only person i really wanted to play and beat so you know i can't be upset with that i'm i'm satisfied enough but i still want to see if i can do it again uh and, and I, I know uh or just like one one more thing to add yeah, on to yeah. that is for for tweak uh, a, a big thing that tweak has to conquer a good amount of times is like initially going into loser's bracket right yeah obviously if, you, if you've been watching tweak ever since smash 4 you know especially in smash 4 loser's bracket tweak and winner's bracket tweak were two very different entities so coming into ultimate um i think that's something that you've grown on a lot right and that was essentially the worst case scenario for you was to lose um, I mean, Spargo did win solidly game five, but like it, 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 there was an SD game one. Like there's some things that can kind of like tilt you coming yeah. out of the winner's bracket. And then like you fight someone that usually beats you in friendlies and tournament. And then they also play a character that tilts you. Right. And you just got into losers bracket. So the, the fact that I was definitely worried. You, yeah. You like, and the, the thing is like, what was it? Games one and two, you were like hot. Like, you were playing really well. So, me as a spectator, usually I'm expecting, like, a little slower start from Tweak just because of just how Tweak usually is. And it's just, it's cool because if you've been a Tweak fan for a long time, that it, there are certain things that you expect from Tweak in certain parts of the bracket. And I think you've grown to the point where, like, you can surprise a lot of people depending, even if, like, something looks, like, dire or worst yeah. case scenario. So, that was really sick to see. It's you know? funny because... Yeah. Sometimes it definitely goes back and forth. Like sometimes in Ultimate, I definitely just got double eliminated right off the bat. Right? It's not a surprise. Like it happens to me a lot. So it got sometimes to the point where I'm happy if I win one set after being knocked into winners. Like it's like <laughs> like that's an improvement for me. Like like my my brain is still in my head, kind of thing. Like let's go. Like I yeah. can play the game when I'm in losers. So any sort of losers bracket run is a big deal for me especially going into future tournaments like i have some sort of confidence next week or next month like 
like sometimes I get put into that vortex where I have a really rough tournament and it takes me like two or three more tournaments to get back into the swing of things because I'm never going into it with a fresh, you know, mindset or confidence. So yeah, that, that was really crucial for collision. My next match was riddles. Um, so a player that you've never at this point have never taken a set from yeah so i think plays a, an archetype that you're not a fan of as well oh right? absolutely like not fighting. absolutely not right i what just, do you mean what do you mean by that <laughs> i despise the, every fighting game character there's just four reuse in the game all right moving on uh, and the people that play them as well. Like, like cool toxicity here. Like all, all the people that play them, all the characters. No, no, you can really, really can really <laughs> Absolutely. So toxicity all the so way. Play with squad strike. True. True. As is literally cheating in squad strike. True. I'll give it up. <laughs> he just plays Ryu Ryu and then Belmont. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I did both Belmonts, is always my counter argument. Yeah, imagine if it, was, if it was 4v4 Belmont, Belmont, Ryu Ryu. Did you see the one uh, laid as for at side, quick aside at Frostbite 2020 when laid one squad strike? He was told that the finals would be five characters versus five characters, which is kind of hype, honestly. Yeah, like, yeah. I like out. when they do that. Two, two Belmonts, Ryu, Ken, and Terry. I was like, yep, let's go. Let's start playing. 4v4, <laughs> Ryu, Ken, Terry, Kazuya. <laughs> <laughs> my worst nightmare. Uh, Sorry. So, my next match was Riddles. Did they do winners' finals first? They did, right? And then I played Riddles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, here's my here's my fucking thought process. I'm gonna be really honest with the stream right now. So, Spargo beats Leo. I haven't played Leo in months, and I was sitting there like, "All right, I'm about to get a winning record on Leo." I'm so like post quarantine, like I am so fucking sick of this. So I'm like, I'm I need to beat Riddles so I can beat Leo. This is all I care about right now. Uh, and I kind of dedicated all my mental energy to that. So I'm playing Riddles. And then it starts to get kind of shaky. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I, this is actually a little too close. Because that matchup is really good for Diddy. Um, but towards the end of the set, I think I kind of cleaned it up and did what needed to be done, right? Like, game five was really good. And I was like, okay. Finally, I get to play Leo again. Like. When's the last time you played him? Riptide. Riptide. Wow. Holy fuck. Oh, what the Was hell? it Riptide like right after Summit Three? Yeah. Like, Ultimate Dude. Holy shit. So it's shit. been yeah, over six months long. since we played. Wow. Holy fuck. So I was like, all right, I literally need this right now for my sanity. Like, do you know how <laughs> down bad I've been for years over like my record with Leo and like all the nail biting, like like nail biter losses and like all the bullshit and cringe shit i've had to deal with like arsen like arsen. <laughs> like like all the sour spot moves that didn't sweet spot all the fake kill screens all the 2-0 leads blah 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 all like how even the game counts is but the set count does not reflect it i was like all right we're 2-2 post quarantine in my brain this is like a clean slate and that W was really important. I told myself, do not pop off, but I popped off really hard. It was a really cringe-looking pop-off. I kind of looked like a goblin. True, true. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was I good. I kind of looked like a like a cryptid or something. I don't know. I looked like a demon, like, in a bad way. Mothman. <laughs> the my favorite tweak pop-off is probably the, uh, what was it, low-tier city? Low-tier city. Low -tier city. I, feel like, I feel like low-key my pop-offs are usually fine. 
but that one was a little yep. weird. Not, not a lot. Of, oh, not a lot. Of, not a lot of stage to work with. All right, I'll give it up the, for that. The best. <laughs> the best Gavin Popoff was when he first beat the Buzz at Evo in Smash Four, because he literally jumped off the stage, like ten feet in the air. Yeah. It like the especially with I can um, jump the high, by the way. Shout out to that. The buzz I'm feels like jumps. Like remember uh for older melee, like Mewtwo King was like that wall, right? Like you if you it was so hard to get your first W on Mewtwo King in Melee, but like once players did, it was such a huge like wow, I'm like through the floodgate and like now I can start like you know what I mean? I, I feel like the buzz is that for ultimate where it's like to get your first the buzz W it's so hard because he's so consistent. Like you're not gonna bullshit him, you're not gonna cheese him. Like, or it's like you can do that, but it's very difficult to do that. So when I feel like a lot of players when they get their first W on the buzz, like the pop off's incoming for sure. I feel like the buzz gets popped off on the most. Oh yeah. Out of all the top. Players. Well, for me, we, it's always game five, whether I win or lose, or like last game. Like it's crazy yeah. how many years the buzz and I have been back and forth. So just like I guess there's some context for that. But yeah, I beat Leo right. And I'm popping off, uh, you know, like two second break before grand finals. At this point, I've played one million sets in a row. Uh, <laughs> I sit down for grand finals and I feel my body and I'm like, oh no, I don't have it in me to keep playing. Like I, I just knew that I did it. Um, and this is no shade to Spargo, by the way. I genuinely feel like he had the edge in over me in the three sets we played but i sit down for grand finals and i was like yeah fuck uh i'm gonna have to take an l here and then i win grand final set one and i was like oh okay maybe maybe i can win but then set two started and it was like a it was like a complete 180 like i felt like a lot of my decisions were really desperate and lazy or greedy whatever you want to call it like it, it was definitely like not as clean and Spargo kind of kept that resilience and that, like, you know, discipline, right? So I was definitely... My biggest regret of Collision 2022 was popping off on Leo is basically what I'm getting at. Because I think maybe I would have had a little bit more energy to keep playing. But yeah, uh, I do have to really prepare to play Spargo again. Because Spargo would hit me and I would just... It would never stop. I would get put on the ledge. I would die take a million damage. Uh, so I genuinely did feel lost. Even after winter, winter semis, despite the SD and everything, I genuinely felt like I just lost and I couldn't figure out what to do. And grand final set two didn't feel anything any different. So I'm definitely looking forward to trying to figure out what to do against Spargo because I, could, I couldn't live. <laughs> so yeah, yeah shout out to Spargo. Basically that joke, I was saying how like Spargo is an alien, blah, blah, blah. It's because it just feels like a robot like yeah every 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 ledge decision leads to damage or death like such consistent decision making such consistent patience and discipline like you would never expect this player to be a literal child yeah uh, <laughs> he, because it's, like i said on the podcast before his best traits are that of a grown man like he plays so patient and calculated and like slow when he needs to. My best traits when I was up and coming as a player was that I played like I was psychotic. <laughs> like I did crazy creative things and like 
really aggressive, and that's why I'd lose to the buzz every week. Like, it took me a while to be the patient player I am. The buzz taught you uh, through yeah. pain. The buzz showed me reality. <laughs> reality. Yeah. The, the reality. The buzz and is your reality check. It's a reality check. Comparing yeah, it sure. to Leo thing, dude. feels like a lazy comparison. Like, comparing Spargo to Leo feels like the obvious cop-out answer because, you know, from the same region, similar characters, characters stuff like yeah. that. But they legit, it's... It's happening again. Is literally all I have to say. Like, it's yeah, it's insane what the timeline we're in. So I'm definitely gonna try to study up, and I'm definitely not happy with second, but there's a lot to take away from it, and I don't want to beat myself up too much. And Bro. yeah, I'm glad that you know for all the support and shout outs to Diddy Kong. I don't know, honestly, <laughs> for me as a spectator. This was your best performance ever. I think it was better than your summit performance. Thank you. I think it's not easy. Like it, to be brutally honest, like it's not easy with Diddy Kong to win. Period. It's really yeah, fucking hard. I I think at summit you overcame a few hurdles, like when you're up two zero against yeah. Leo and stuff like that. But like this bracket felt like you you were playing really well, like pretty much the entire way through. Unfortunate SD. Um, you know, game five loss is tough. Yeah. You go into losers, you play your hardest opponent you could possibly play in the world, maybe outside of like T or something. Yeah, know. like up, um, up there for sure. Yeah, yeah. One of the hardest opponents you could play and you come out guns blazing. I was expecting, I was like, oh man, here we go. Like this joint's a wrap. 3 0. See ya. The dare on the side B. I was oh, like, I was, like oh. I was like, where's the standard backer? I was like, yeah. here comes the rising bear. Here comes the rising Boom! I was like, oh my <laughs> god, he's oh, at 40! What's going on? You play against, you, you're still in losers, like, you play against riddles, you hate FGC characters, I was like, alright, here we go again, he's gonna get hit by one stupid, like, interaction, like, he's gonna do something, spot dodge, auto turn around, down tilt, and die, and he's, he's like, bro, I hate this game, this is a smash, you won, I was like, what's going on? You play against Leo, you're playing clean, I'm like, who is this? Like, yeah, losers bracket. Grand, what the heck? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you get um, your grands, you win a set. Brackets week, yeah. yeah. And then set two started, and I was like, honestly, even if he loses this, he's beating everybody. It's not like, yeah, yeah. It's not like you know, like he didn't. There was a, an opponent that he couldn't beat. He's beaten everyone in the tournament, and he's done it through losers. And at this point, you just look gassed. Like there was, yeah, there was no it was. I I hate to say it without also crediting Spargo, but I do genuinely. I just felt like so exhausted. I mean, that's just part of uh, the tournament. It, it's bro. literally part of it's 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 part of being a good player too. Like Spargo yep. wasn't, and I was like, yep. Like and Spargo, is a very important stat. Like that's, that's just that's just a W for him rather rather than an excuse advantage. for me. That's the that's the advantage of not yeah. losing too. You play less yeah. sets, you get to stay yeah. fresh, like all that good. Like that's that's the advantage you win by staying in winners. Yeah, right? like if you're in winners bracket, you deserve this advantage. Yeah, like that's just a it's more of a W for Spargo than an excuse for me. But yeah, I did genuinely like I could tell like like I don't know if I have it in me, and he clearly does. Uh, but yeah, Marcus mentioned something that I kind of forgot to mention is getting that one set is definitely nice a nice takeaway despite getting second especially like a really clean like like just 3-0 like no trouble kind of thing like 
all right, like, going into next time, despite, like, we kind of traded sets and traded games, and he has, like, the slight edge, right? It does give you a little bit of confidence going into the next time we play. Uh, kind of like what I was talking about with just, like, having a decent loser's bracket run. Like, I'm just, I'm feeling good um, going into my next event. I just want to see what happens if the bracket isn't that Diddy-centric, like, Diddy-centered. Like, if I have to run into some projectiles or, like, I really want to see, like, I want to beat, I want to beat T with Diddy. T, I know you're watching this. I know this is translated right now. T? <laughs> that kill screen on that forward air wasn't reasonable. I, you, that, you should have died to that forward air. Low key. We can agree on that. <laughs> so, you know how... I said light was the one person. Right now, it's you. Oh, so, shit. see ya. It's a moving hill, dude. Shout out to I'm a huge, uh, I'm a huge team huge fan. fan. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, Thank yeah, you for watching the podcast. I'll stop being mean. <laughs> you T-Cat man. T-Cat man. T-Cat man. <laughs> you, you guys are competitors, obviously, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's the, it's one of the things, like, when you're, when you're out on the battlefield, it's different. You got no friends on the battlefield. It's just, it's how it is. I have a friend on the battlefield, and his name is Diddy Kong. Diddy Kong. The banana. banana. Yeah. Yeah. Without banana. uh, Oh, with banana? Like, oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, I I really want you to tell the story of, uh, so you guys can tell when Gavin was talking about his uh, run, where he was very adamant about, he was telling himself, he was telling him, don't pop off if I beat Leo, right? And I still did. He was telling himself that, and he still did. Now, um, our good friend Canine, Canine S. Bruce. <laughs> oh God, the wisdom coming in. I know if, if, I There's a backstory to this, yeah. Yeah, or if you want to tell it, Gavin, you can. So but... basically, growing up, I was really emotive when I would play Smash. Like I was the type of player that would like move in their chair, pop off every time I won. Like I was all over rage. the place. You're a rager. You're yeah, also a rager. I'd get really pissed when I lost, even rage. <laughs> Even raged, you know, once or twice or, in my life. Junior, you know? that was the best part. I I love low key. This is just a sidebar. I love it when low tier mains fucking rage. Yeah, that it's shit me going. It's, it's weird because I look at it from a different perspective now. When I see someone who mains like a genuinely bad character, like rage, like right there at the setup after losing, I'm like, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> but I guess that was me at one point too. So, but yeah, it was. It was. So basically, whenever I would see, like, a player I was a fan of or a friend of mine, like, do these things, I would tell them, like, do you realize how much energy we're burning right now? Like, this is a bracket. Like, you're not in grand finals right now. Like, bro, that was for top 30. Bro, that was for top 32. What are we doing? Right. Do we want to win this match or do we want to win the tournament? It's a age of wisdom. Yeah, so it's a philosophy I try to apply but I still pop off once in a while. Shout out to the buzz. Usually it's only on the buzz. <laughs> <laughs> also, shout out to the buzz who shout out to the buzz who pulled up on Sunday despite not entering. It was so cool to see to see you. Uh, that was you cool guys had dinner me. with the buzz, right? Yeah, oh, he was yeah. there. Yeah, fucking the the goat, the buzz. Yeah. Rules, Imagine dude. how different it would have been if the buzz entered. Isn't that a crazy thought? How like yeah. one player entering yeah. or not entering oh, can, can influence so much? Yeah, the whole yeah. bracket. Like top players are demonic. I don't know. 
Yeah. Uh, something I was thinking of, too, is we're talking about these long runs, and that is a part of this format, too. Best of five all day is exhausting. Like you said, you had to play against Sonic round one. Like, what if that went game five? Like, that's a lot of energy right there to try to keep up and, you know, play against a Sonic who's doing well. And I was thinking about Light's bracket, too, because we were talking about, you were like, maybe he wasn't playing his best or something. Man, he might have been gassed. Like, his bracket was stressed. I mean, most Fox brackets are going to be yeah. pretty stressful. Lost to Riddles pretty early. That's a stressful-ass matchup, obviously. Terry kills him yeah, at 10. Yeah, that like looked really said. bad. Like, really Dude. really difficult to deal with. Like, just and then exploding he, left and right. Yeah. Bro, that, and then he had to play. Hold on, I had his run here. He also had he to, had play, to play, Leon. play Leon. Yeah. He had to play Leon, who he's lost to before, and is also a very uh, stressful I think Leon... I don't know what the record is now after Light taking the W, but it was definitely they hadn't played in a long time. But Leon won the previous time, might have even had a winning record. So yeah, that dude, and he had to play Jackal game five. Like that was another Jackal one. Jackal is really like close. literally like, out of everyone in the in the building. Jackal could have been the most important W for Light in terms of yeah, you know the previous encounters and stuff. You know, you're thinking like, of someone like Spargo or Leo, but for him, it might have been Jackal literally. It's like oh, you, yeah. have, you should have seen you should have seen light after he beat Jude. Like he was in like you know the the venue like like you know just survived a heart attack like popping off like throwing shit like he was really like really happy. Evo. Yeah. Yeah. It's like and, you want Evo, dude. Oh. Apparently light and Leon have only played once. Okay. Or well now now twice. Yeah. So they're one. It was like a long time ago. Before, so, though, yeah. 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 He lost to him. Then he had to play Zombo. That was game 5. Then he had to play Chag. That was game 5 right before yeah, you. Yeah. Like, if classic that's a lot, that's a lot dude i'd be surprised if you aren't gassed at this point you know what i mean yeah yeah that's a good well, he pro tag likes to protect so he's got to always play game five yeah, yeah. He's always got to be last hit super stressful he has to get like <laughs> crazy sick hard read at the end or the barely back air shield poke so light lights the protect. what do you he mean barely there's no such it's, it's either a shield poke or it isn't <laughs> that's fucking bullshit <laughs> I can hold my shield up at Summit. Yo, chat. We haven't even talked about this. We haven't even talked about this on the podcast. Imagine imagine this is how you lose a Game 5 set at like the biggest tournament ever, or like one of the biggest tournaments ever. One of the biggest prize pools ever. Yeah, like, you know, Summit prize pool. They're always huge. Imagine this. Game 5, you're reverse 3-0-ing light. Fox is fucking cringe. Like, you, you know, all this stuff, right? And then... You you're winning. You get the first stock. You're like yes. You you die because Fox just like nukes you. Okay, cool. Uh, and then you SD your second stock. It's like damn, like that sucks. Your last stock. You're in this situation that you know is going to happen. Literally, you know it. You shield the first back here from Fox. You're like all right. So since I'm a good player, I'm gonna angle my shield up so the oh. second back here doesn't shield poke me. And it shield pokes you and you lose, and then they pop off. <laughs> so first off, you SD'd your previous stock, and then you die to a shield poke. And then you pop they pop off on you. What am I supposed to do? Shake his hand. What did you, you want from hand. me? Yeah, shake his hand. Shake so- Sakurai, what did you want from me? What do you want? You gotta Genuinely Someone tell me what what did you want me to do? <laughs> and if you tell me to parry, I'm never doing this podcast again. Well, play better. True, oh, true, oh, I'll show you. I've, I've seen people roll there. I've, I, I'll show you what happens when they do that. I watched Chag. Chag was so good at specific. Okay, Chag was low key goaded at that parry. Not he even low key. Was, 
it, dude, he rolled too. Like his mix-ups out of that exact because that's what light is so good at is just getting you in the corner and just fucking you. Like it's just over. Like when that happens, and Chag said, "Nah." Like he, dude, that was such a good set. Honestly, I love that set. Such a Chag fan after. Well, I already was, but now it's like solidified after that one. It was sick. Angle your shield higher. All right, I'm never asking a question again. Character with a bigger shield. True. Oh yeah, so shout out to Gabriel for the the prime. And if you if you guys have primes, make sure to. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah, toss those, yeah. <laughs> this is a free, well, it is a free show, but you know what? We gotta keep the lights on. You know what else is free? Prime. Hey. Hey. Sheesh. <laughs> so yeah, shout out to Spargo for winning Summit, that invitational event right after, and Collision. Before invitational. Yes. With I, Cloud. Okay, so now, I think we, well, do you, do you guys want to, um, I guess we can talk about, well, it's it's so hard. I feel like we gotta talk about both Leo and Spargo kind of at the same time, because they, they pretty much had like, Similar-ish runs. Um, it's pretty crazy because Leo has been, you know, clear-cut the best. I still think Leo's the best player. Oh, I, I would still consider course, him that. Course. Like, I, I think it's so cap when people are just like, oh, is Leo, is Leo not the best anymore? It's like, this motherfucker has been running the game. Yeah, we're a little too quick to say something like years. that. That is very bold. Three years, bro. Okay, and then he doesn't win three tournaments, and we're like, oh, oh I don't know. Like, oh, remember, so before... Before Ultimate Summit 4, 37 tournaments in a row at first or second place, 30 of them in which he won. So 130 <laughs> got second at seven. That is fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. of course. At that level of consistency Bro. on the top, like, that, Leo is, like, practically timeless in Ultimate at this point. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. like, so we can't be so Leo fast Leo to, like, yet. say something like that. Also, we should just live in the present. Congratulate Spargo on winning. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Spargo did an amazing job. I think Spargo was clearly the best player in the venue, right? Like, to me at least. Um, Not by a long shot, uh, but the consistency, man. Spargo is so damn good. He's so good at pushing. With Cloud, not even Pyramithra. He's so good at the corner situation. That was was Coach EE's advice. He's like... So good at understanding what players like ticks are out of the corner. He'll he'll like scout that out really well, and he's just like, I might not know exactly what you want to do after I hit you with falling back around block, but I got a pretty good hunch, and I can like preposition and react based off that hunch. And he just he plays that scenario so well. Obviously, all the other stuff about his play is really good. I think I think Cloud was is a great answer to Byleth shutting down Nair is obviously like one of the it was, main things. It was do. night and day, Byleth. like. Right, having the up B against Byleth yes. there was huge. The Aegis versus the Byleth, even... and then the Cloud comes out, has out of shield. Byleth can't really do as much in neutral. Like, yeah. Spargo just you took that and so carelessly. Yeah. Like, I feel like yeah. um, in matchups where Leo can nair in almost every single boxing scenario and the opponent can't do shit because of the mix-ups, I feel like that's a, a very good thing for Byleth in the matchup. Yeah. You know what I mean? How, how the character deals with nair. But, yeah, I mean, Spar- Spargo just... It, it's very, very impressive, and it is something to say in terms of just like it's been a. I don't think it's 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 never really happened where Leo did not win. Like three tournaments happened and Leo didn't win. So obviously there's something to talk about. Yeah. I, I do think it's super capped to say that Leo's not the best anymore. Or I we think just it's need to talk about cap. it less matter of fact and more just talking right. about what happened. Well, exactly. dude, yeah, and the whole Joker thing that was pissed me. Well, you yeah. don't beat Leo if he doesn't go. We've Joker. seen this before. We've seen. Yeah, dude, please. So, that is like, my fucking Leo's life. Joker, yeah, and the thing is, like Leo's Joker is like 
remember, you have to put time into characters. If Leo just went all Joker, he might not do as well. I think his Byleth is better than his Joker by a long shot. And players have gotten a lot <laughs> better at fighting Joker. One of the bigger reasons why Gavin picked up Diddy was the character was fun and also had a good matchup against Joker. The fact that Gavin picked up Joker and Leo was like, you know what? I don't want to like. I'm, I'm feeling like, kind of like this. We shifted. You know, Gavin luck. There's some tweak luck right there. But I mean, <laughs> nonetheless, it's it, it's please stop saying all this shit about Joker. I think, you know, Leo, I think, has said on Twitter that he'll he's definitely considering it or probably will use it against Min Min. Min Min is obviously a problem character for him. We saw it against Proto. Right. So, um, you know, we could see it there. But to, to go as far as saying, like, it's all front loaded on Leo's Joker just because of his previous Joker record. The game Bro. is way different it's a now. It's completely so. different game now. I, I think he would still... I would go as far as to say his results would be the same if he like put in a lot of time with Joker. I think he would do just as well. Yeah, um, I think it's, yeah. it's the same shit. But there's Dude. just literally no point of the conversation I see people do on social media. Like, yeah, like if X player did this, it's like you don't even know though. Like, it's so weird. How like, those like kind of conversations are? What an unfun conversation because you're just talking about hypotheticals only. Like you're not talking yeah. about yeah. anything. There's so much that happened this weekend that you could talk about that actually happened. Yeah. And you could, like, you know, base stuff off of that instead of, like, talking about, like, well, I don't know. And it's also, like, if he if he took that approach, like, if he was so reactive with his character choices, he would have dropped Joker almost immediately, you know? You gotta go back to loot, you gotta go back to your uh, Fire Emblem sorties because your Joker did poorly at one tournament. Then we wouldn't have, you know, where we are today. There's no way, he's, it doesn't matter, you know what I mean? He could pick up any character that's, you know, within reason, obviously. Can't... Good enough. Good enough. Yeah, thank you, Charles. Yep, that's a key term. I love that so much. Good enough. Absolutely, <laughs> and do just as well. You know, maybe a little bit of shift here and there, but he could do it with anyone. Is the bottom line. I remember, so I was on commentary, and someone got mad because they're like, "Did Has just say Leo underperformed?" I'm like he did. Third place is underperformed. Yes. Fourth place is underperformed for him. If anything, that just speaks to his greatness and how yes. fucking good he is. If he underperformed by getting third place. I think that's insane. Is Every other player insane. in the world, that would be, like, the peak of their, you know, tournament if experience. I, if I got third at that tournament, I'd be a little disappointed in myself. But, you know, it would still be a pretty good result, oh, you know? But you know, I'd be disappointed true, in true. you, honestly. True. I'll give it up. I'll give if you it got up. you would have outplaced Thriddles, so you would have been the best oh, fighting game player yeah. in the world. I'd be on social media with uh, Andres FN and uh, Vendetta Duke. Oh, no, that would be me that. too. Yes, let's go. Give me a commentary for that heat match, dude. Let's go. Give me on there. I be on. Hazardous Matthew is the best kid. Get me on there. Thank All you. Right. you heard it. Someone, that's my next. That's my next. Has my making Mars look foolish. That's gonna be the beginning of it. All right, that's the end of the episode, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we've been talking for over an hour. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Any final Ooh, thoughts? One last one. Uh, shout outs to Squad Strike champion uh, WebJP, my student, great nice. player. You guys all know him. He forgot rules. Squad Strike happened. Uh, he had an underperforming tournament in terms of singles, but came back the next day and won squad strikes, and I think that is really good shit and deserves a shout-out. Uh, Stock Taker, we covered. Riddles, obviously. Uh, and you, Gavin. Like, you play fucking amazing, man. Like, a yeah. lot of shit you've been working on really shine through. You beat everyone in the venue. You just were one set away, man. So, proud of you and shit. Thank you. Uh, and, yeah, it was great. Amazing tournament. Thanks to RJ again. That's about it. Uh, I definitely talked way too much. So, I, I personally <laughs> want to hear more of, like, Pink's perspective on... Spargo's gameplay. I don't know if if you had anything to say like about Spargo's You know the gameplay. crazy thing? You know the craziest thing? And I actually, I've talked about this before with a few people. 
I've analyzed and watched players for a very long time, and normally I can pick out what makes a player so good, but I cannot figure it out with Spargo. That's I probably more of a good thing than a bad it, thing. Yeah, it's, it it's, is, yeah. It is incredibly difficult to figure him out. Like, I'm just yeah. sitting there, because realistically, you got to figure, like, Cloud is pretty limited, right? As a character, he yeah. really doesn't have, like, that many options. He's pretty limited, or pretty uh, linear. Linear, So, yeah. like, I'm sitting there, and I'm watching Spargo, and I'm like... I don't get it. I I don't. I can't figure out like. Dude, I couldn't either. I really couldn't. If it, it's so strange, like I think he's like one of the strangest players I've ever witnessed, and that's probably going to speak to him for years to come. That it is extremely hard to figure him out, and it feels like it's really easy for him to figure people out. I don't know. It's. I think it's yeah, really strange. That's like, a good point. I, I do want to sit there and like one day just like watch a lot of Spargo vods because like. Yeah, it's like the obvious stuff, right? Like, sometimes he fast falls his back air. Sometimes he has, like, sometimes his drift is different. Sometimes they're rising back airs. But, like, there's, like, a specific back air. There's one thing that I noticed, and there's a specific back air that he does where, like, if you're below him, um, but you're going upward and he's coming down, he'll do, like, this back air that hit upwards as he's falling. And I don't understand, like, how he consistently does it. It's really strange. It, it's hard to explain. I, I can't point it out because there's no video. But there's, like, a specific way he uses back air in some scenarios that I think is, like, really good. But I don't know. I I have a very difficult time figuring out, like, what makes Spargo Spargo, if that makes sense. Obviously, like, he has the best recoveries in, in the world. It's cloud. Like, it's not even close. I don't even know how he recovers the majority of the time. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, um, I could have done a much that. better job yeah. for sure. Um, but like, honestly, it just feels like he's he's right a lot. Yeah, like he he just knows. Yeah, it. I was literally saying that. I was saying that about Quid and Spargo at Collision. I'm like, they're just like mind reading. True. They're just True. like mind reading I, these players. Somebody else. I, I can't remember who it was. I was like in like a random Twitch chat, and they were like, "Yeah, dude, it kind of just feels like Quid like." <laughs> read everyone's soul up until top eight yeah like he just knew yeah. versus zamba there was like situations where like did he just read him five times and it yep. it, it kind of makes me wonder if that comes from wi-fi it part of me because i know quid's a huge wi-fi grower like was i don't know over quarantine that's where quid's like sir like really started performing well um and of course, Spargo obviously is like yeah. what everyone been playing Wi Fi for like, warrior, right? You know, like five plus years at this point. Yeah. yeah. Like hours and hours per day. I wonder if like part of that just comes from him playing Wi Fi and being like, I just know what you're going to do. Yeah. You know? All right. Yeah. Wi Fi Warriors always end up being some of the strongest players to ever touch a controller. Super true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you have any closing thoughts, Kevin? Um, all right, Shout I got zip, guys. Oh, true. true. Shoutouts to uh, Tri-State. Shoutouts to RJ. Shoutouts to everyone for the support. Shoutouts to B over here. Uh, Let's go, B. We had a great weekend. Uh, good job with Haz and Max on top eight. Uh, it was great to just be at a jersey tournament for once. Uh, Shoutouts to one of my... Uh, best friends jackal for having a solid 13th place performance uh, i feel like you know that should be a reassuring tournament for him and he had really close losses too uh and yeah i want to i'm pretty motivated i want to keep practicing and playing diddy 
Shouts to Spargo for literally winning three tournaments in a row. Uh, three really stacked tournaments. Shouts to Larry for double eliminating MK Leo at that invitational. We didn't talk about the yeah, invitational. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, I personally yeah. didn't watch it, so but I know that Larry did that. I fucking love Larry. Shouts to that. Let's uh, go, Larry. And yeah, thank you everyone for watching the podcast. Uh, episode 40 ended up being a really great one. And uh, yeah. See ya.